0: Just because Mono Ginobili retired weeks ago and Mono Ginobili Day in San Antonio is over does not mean you and I can celebrate number 20, even though his days are done. Welcome to Lockdown Spurs and the Lockdown Podcast Network. I am your host, Jeff Garcia, lead Spurs writer over at the Spurs Zone, which you can find at News 4 San Antonio and Fox29SanAntonio.com. And as I mentioned, Mono Ginobili is long off into retirement. Uh, weeks ago, he made it official Uh, when he pressed enter on his social media and announced it to the world. And just when you thought that maybe your wound of Mono Ginobili was healing, nope, it got ripped open because a couple of days ago, uh, he finally spoke to the media. He finally spoke to San Antonio and he opened up about calling it a career. So that's what you and I are going to do today on this episode uh, of LOS, as we affectionately call it. Uh, What did we like? What didn't we like? Were there certain things that stood out? Uh, were there anything profound statements that Manu Ginobili said? So to discuss uh, Manu's final word to San Antonio, I'm going to bring back Joe Garcia of Two Shots Podcast. Joe, you know, just when you thought you were going to get over Manu Ginobili calling it a day, you know, this happened.
1: Yeah, you know, he kind of reels you back in. You're you're ready for fight night, you know, and you're yeah. excited about college football, and then you're like, damn, you have to do us like that, Manu, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Rip our well, heart out.
0: Well, <laughs> as Manu mentioned in the opening statement, uh, one of the things he said that he had been struggling um, since he made it official and how to deal with it, how to you know live in it now. And it was funny. One of the things he said, he said, he goes, I was just an NBA player four months ago. So it looked like reality finally hit him, and he was ready to talk to the media. Now, Joe, before we go into our uh, two takeaways uh, from his conference, from you and from me, Generally, what did you think of the tone of his uh, press conference? What did you think of his final farewell to San Antonio?
1: I just felt it was very genuine. It was very Manu esque. If you if there was a term, you know that he just came out. He was just himself, speaking from his heart, just being you know a, a real person and just talking with the media. Again, he was just being over overly courteous because that's just Manu. You know, he still felt like he still needed to say. A goodbye to the fans this the organization give the media one last you know soundbite and some some content to put out there in regards to Manu so it's just you know Manu being Manu he's just one of one of a kind you can't say nothing else
0: yeah I, I, I left that conference with a feeling of closure and I I, I think uh, Manu's words uh, he, you know, he put a bow on his chapter in his life and the Spurs franchise's uh, chapter uh, and booked that is, that number 20s era is finally over. You know, uh, it shouldn't really come too much of a surprise. Um, and I'm glad that he did speak to the media um, because training camps right around the corner, opening nights right around the corner. You, you know, just get this out and let the team now focus on the, the, the matter at hand, and that being the new season. Now, granted, the season is not. For another weeks from now, um, but nevertheless, I'm glad that he was able to finally say something. I, I also walked away from the conference, Joe, feeling like he was he was fully accepting of his new chapter in his life. He had no he wasn't wavering. Although he did joke uh, to some uh, reporter in the media pool that no, he had not changed his mind, and that's why he's uh, talking a couple days ago. But nevertheless you know to me i left thinking like this is what he really wanted this wasn't like a forced decision this wasn't because maybe they're going to usher him out no i think he was ready and i'm glad to see that uh from his voice from his mannerisms from his behavior from his eyes he completely was you know know, convinced that it was time and frankly joe one thing he really talked about a lot was his body that his body just simply couldn't take it anymore
1: yeah i mean that's one of uh, the big factors in there. He was comparing himself, you know, to to some of the younger players. He had said, you know, he was coming in to try to see how he felt and hit the weight room. And then he's looking about, you know, like how far along somebody like DeJounte was, somebody like Bryn Forbes, you know, and how great a shape they were in and how much work he had to do just to, you know, get into any type of rhythm or game shape to try to come back for one more season. And he's just like, you know, he he knew. I think it was just him going through the motions because, it's hard to walk away from the game when it's been a part of your life for so long. But, you know, he, he, I think he did the right thing. He knew it was time for him to leave. And what better way to go than to leave on your own terms, you know?
0: He he definitely did. And uh, there was just so much um, that he said that really uh, stuck with me. And I'm pretty sure things stuck with you. And, of course, the city of San Antonio, Spurs fans throughout the world walked away with different reactions. I saw on social media, you know, fans were putting like the little crybaby face um, emoticon on their uh, social media. Uh, Some of them were saying that they were happy, that this wasn't a sad occasion, that this was a a celebratory occasion uh, for a man who gave pretty much everything, uh, literally and figuratively, uh, for the uh, Spurs in the city of San Antonio. Um, But Joe, you know, when we look back at his uh, farewell, you know, let's start off with you. What is, you know, you gonna give us two things, but I want to hear you. What, What is your number one? your number one thing that he said that really stuck with you, and uh, you would say that's your number one on your list as a takeaway.
1: The number one thing that stuck with me, and I think a lot of Spurs fans, it hit, a, it hit a chord with them, was how hard it was for him to walk away from the game, how hard it was for him to send that final text message with the decision, you know, I'm going to retire, mm-hmm. and send that out to, to Coach Pop and, and the and the Spurs coaching staff. You know, he said his he had to just look at his phone and he his hands were literally shaking his fingers were shaking before he could even send that text you know it took him a couple of tries to finally hit that hit that send button Mm -hmm. i mean it's it's that hard i'm sure it was very emotional but you know it it, you could see it coming and, and and he knew even last season i think he even alluded to him saying that he knew that it was time so when it's right there and it's looking at you straight in the face and you have to send that final message it's just it's heartbreaking for him to to hear him say that you know how hard it was for him to hit that send button you could you could feel that you know that emotion in his voice and even his his demeanor you know his his facial expressions they they set the whole thing you know he was speaking from his heart it's hard to walk away but he knows it was for the best and he did the made the right decision for him and his family
0: I agree with you. Um, he really conveyed the, uh, the wide range of emotion, um, calling it, uh, calling it a day basically uh, for his NBA career. and you, you talked about you know how hard it was for him to hit the enter button, you know to send the uh, message out. Um, he even talked about how when the season was over, Pop had asked him, so what's up?" basically in a nutshell, and that he already warned him that he was leaning towards retirement. So it was there already. He, everybody knows this Joe. Last season, he took it, he treated last season as um, this final year. And uh, obviously it was, you know, and when I hear what you said, what stuck out for you, what stood out, you know, about how hard it was for him, you know, but on the other side, he talked about how he thinks about, you know, a new season and having to get in the weight room, get in shape and everything. He was glad he didn't have to do that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That He was like, no, I'm done. And that he can really, really, you know, work. Like he said, work out on his own time when he's ready, when he wants to spend time with his kids. Um, And that's uh, one thing that stood out for me was just – and here's my first thing – was just how much he really mentioned his family a lot in this uh, final uh, farewell to San Antonio and to the Spurs. Um, He mentioned he talked to his kids about it, and his oldest asked him not to leave because he still wanted those chicken tenders from uh, the uh, AT&T Center. Um, that he already talked talk to his wife. He mentioned about how he's going to split time between San Antonio and Argentina. Why? Because he hasn't spent time with his family, uh, significant time that is, since I believe he mentioned like, you know, years and years ago that he's always constantly, you know, training and playing in this tournament and this representing his country over here and this and that. That he's finally looking forward to being with his family in san antonio and in his home country of argentina um though he did say joe that he has not made a decision if he's going to call san antonio his residence uh but as for now you know he said it, it is but that may change so family family seemed to be a big thing for him during the uh, uh the press conference um i i don't know about you joe uh you know correct me if i'm wrong but I am pretty sure you know this I think I think a lot of people know this I'm bilingual I'm fluent in Spanish so yeah. when he did the Spanish say when he did the Spanish segment I understood everything he said and uh, again when he brought it up you know talked about Argentina he talked about the Argentinian national team uh granted that's not his blood family or relatives but that's still a family to him because he was really, he loved to play for his home country until he retired a couple seasons ago for Argentina national team um so you know joe you know family and i think that was a big thing for him because this off season uh before he made his announcement he was really sharing a lot of photos of him spending time with his family so it looks like he really missed that component and i think that's another big reason why he said uh, adios to the spurs
1: yeah that that is you know one one thing that really stood out for me i think another uh i guess my second take was what he said he said and it was like a 2 parted it that was like a a segment that he said or a statement that he made and it came out in two parts but i'm just going to read the second part he says all that matters is that we were champions what's important are the memories the experience the friends to be a good person a good father a good husband a good citizen and manu was Mm -hmm. all of those and more and he was also a good mentor you know he 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 did an outstanding job of you know, relaying this information, this knowledge that he had and passing it on to the younger generation. You know, he was a great teacher, uh, somebody who was out there on the bench continuously. If you would watch the games, he was out there always talking, always teaching. Mm-hmm. He was a great he was a great mentor. He was a great teacher out there on the court and that's gonna that's the one aspect of the game that I think we're really gonna miss here in San Antonio and, and as Spurs fans is his presence just out there on the court and out there on the bench because he saw the game in such a dynamic way that, you know, no other player is going to be quite like Manu, you know, and seeing the game the way he did, being able to scheme against these guys and be crafty and, you know, just get to his spots. I mean, he was just one of a kind. He was a very, uh, very talented person when it came to, you know, going out there and doing his thing out there on the court. He was he was very yeah. unique.
0: Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up cuz he he talked about how what was important to him um you know about the championships, you know, being a champion that is and being a good father a husband, a citizen. He said he said that during his uh his uh, Spanish segment. Yeah. But before he said that um some uh part of his answer his complete answer actually had a part one to it. That was actually part two. Part yeah. one was uh and uh, his answer to a question if, if he was missing something like if there was something still that he wanted to do or he, he, you know they use the words there's something he still needed to do uh before he called it and quits and he said absolutely not he went like that um he said what he goes yeah i can win another championship i can win another title gold medal with the argentine he said whatever he goes, but what does that really matter? He, he looked at the reporter like they said, What does that really matter? He goes, It's just another note on your resume. And then he led into about being a good father, husband, citizen, you know, uh, friend, et cetera, et cetera. That just tells me, Joe, and it tells you, and I'm pretty sure it tells the listeners, just how important off court stuff meant to Manu. You know, yeah, winning titles was good. He talked about some of his best memories on the court, 2014 uh, title. He cited that as his uh, biggest and best memory uh, because of how the team played and winning the championship. But again, you know, Manu being classy, putting things in perspective, saying no. And although he internalized it for himself, saying he needs to be a good father and a husband and a friend, it's a message for everybody else listening in and like, yeah you can accumulate money you can accumulate property this and that but what does it matter if you just rack up another car rack up another uh, designer blue jean jacket whatever when you're not really a good person i mean or a good husband a good father a good boyfriend good fiance uh, you know et cetera, et cetera. joe to me i thought that was the biggest thing that i took away with although that's not my number two though but that i agree dude, that is one of the biggest uh, things uh joe
1: yeah, I agree. You know, once he said that, it kind of really struck a chord with me because, you know, I'm I'm one that I'm kind of like, you know, I like to do the, a lot of the things that, that Manu does on, on, you know, your own personal time. You know, I'm a really big thinker. I like to go out there and, and look at things, you know, as far as like, you know, when you're in a place, you know, go out there and look for these things that are iconic, you know, and go and visit, go and learn, you know. And the one thing that I, I've heard Manu say, throughout his career is how this sharing or passing on of knowledge is something that he really uh, takes to heart. You know, knowledge is something that should be shared. It shouldn't be something that you keep to yourself. Kind of what I'm alluding to is like a Kobe Bryant. Now in the twilight of his career, you know, when he's already retired, he comes out now and wants to mentor and, and, and share the knowledge that he gained throughout his career. And Manu was a total opposite. He wanted to share that with everybody while he was still playing at a high level and i really commend him for that because it is true knowledge is something you shouldn't keep to yourself it's something that should be shared with everybody else
0: yeah he definitely he's doing that and speaking of sharing knowledge he did say that he will be available for the younger spurs or even the newer spurs if they need to talk with them about you know the Spurs system he meant to the Spurs corporate knowledge. So he's still going to be on hand, although he did say probably not until a little later because he still has to do a few (laughs) things. And I think, again, family came up again. He said he wants to see family. So that just shows you how much family is meaningful in his life. Now, for my final takeaway was uh, when he was asked about not fulfilling one of his biggest goals in the NBA career that was being a starter. And he really talked a lot about that. And I actually wrote an article about that, which you can find at the Spurs Zone on news And he said uh, this was a role that he grew to love. The implication is he didn't like it at first and he was very honest. He said, uh, you know, I'm paraphrasing here. He said, I, I admit it, he didn't like it. That he could understand it, that it was a big adjustment. And I'm glad he also mentioned this. When it was his rookie season, he wasn't a traditional rookie. He was already 25 years old. He wasn't 19, 20, coming out of college, one and done in college, nothing like that. He was already playing professionally in big Europe Euro leagues, where he was a starter. And although yes, he did get the nod um, more than people think, and and I think if you really look, I think if you look at his career st- starts, he got ha- quite quite a handful of starts. Early in his career, I think the most he ever had in one season was 2010 11. He had 79 starts, which I mean, that was like in his uh, one of his all star nods. But if you look at the last seven years of his NBA career, he only started 10 times. So he was already, you know, relegated to that role. But I'm glad that he was honest, you know, that he said, yeah, he did not like it. And he, he even ended that segment of his conference repeating it. He said, He grew to love it, but not initially, not in his first season. He didn't like it, but he went on to talk about how finally he did understand. Finally, he understood that it meant uh, for the betterment of the team, and then he said, I loved it. Joe, this guy could have been a starter on any other team, and he probably could have racked up more than two All-Star nods. But he swallowed his pride, and he mentioned a lot. He said, I had to put away my ego. I had to take away that ego, what he said, that was in the middle between him and Popovich, him and the game, and do what needed to be done. And he did it, and I don't care what people think about Joe because you know there's been a lot of backlash on this. He is Hall of Fame bound. And for a guy that was is arguably one of the greatest six men ever to wear an NBA uniform— he racked up four NBA titles, a uh, six-man of the year award, two All-Star nods. He's ranked among some of the greatest statistically in Spurs history. Not bad for a guy coming off the bench, Joe. And I'm glad he 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 shared that honesty that he didn't like it, but he grew to love it, Joe.
1: Yeah, he 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 did really. I mean, you could tell when he came into the league. You know, he was a firecracker. He was going a thousand <laughs> miles an hour, doing his own thing, and. You could tell that he was already confident. He had all the skills necessary to to propel him to, you know, superstardom. But Popovich, being the coach that he was, saw that Manu would be better for the team if he came off the bench, you know, versus if he started. And that, I think, was instrumental into, you know, what the Spurs did as far as winning their five championships. If that adjustment, I don't believe, would have been made, I don't know if the Spurs would have won five championship mm-hmm. titles, you know, so Manu understood or, at the or, end of, go ahead
0: or, or if he's even, a, even, even if he's a spur, I mean, yeah. what if he put up a fight you know, yeah. what if the, you know, pop saying like this guy doesn't get it, you know, we gotta deal him, you know, we gotta deal him somewhere else, yeah he could have, he could have been that, that type of player, but it just wasn't who he was as a
1: person, you know he was gonna have this team first mentality, and I think we saw that throughout his career, how Manu said you know, it was a hard pill to swallow but he knew in the end It was the best thing to do for the team. And ultimately, Manu didn't really care about, you know, stats. He cared about winning and he cared about winning at a high level, in particular, winning NBA championships. He knew how hard it was to go to the NBA finals and he knew how much uh, it meant to win an NBA championship with your team. So he experienced everything that a player could. I mean, he played for his inter- for the international his international team, you know, in Argentina. He defeated Team USA. I mean, he has yeah. these accolades that any athlete at any pro level would die for. You know, Manu's done it all. I think uh, the the next thing that he's gonna probably say he's probably looking forward to is the next chapter, the next adventure, and that's perhaps he's gonna have to tackle being a a full time dad now. So I think that's that's a good job to have.
0: <laughs> well, well, maybe at that point he said, like, maybe I, he goes, can I come back? <laughs> but no, no, I think he's going to embrace fatherhood now. And I think he's really going to spend time with his kids. Uh, and, and, you know, he said he talked about travel. He definitely talked a lot about Argentina. I, I would not be surprised sometime down the road, Joe, that he does not make San Antonio his residence and he goes back to Argentina full time. Uh, you've seen it with other players from Argentina, from Roberto, he's pretty much in Argentina a lot. Uh, other international players, Boris Diaw, you know, he's in France a lot. Um, so, you, you know, wouldn't be surprised, but I don't blame him. I mean, it'd, you know, his love for his uh, country. Remember, this is a guy that said that he cherishes Olympic gold medals, medals for Argentina over NBA titles. So, wouldn't be surprised, and I don't blame him, and I more power to him, he deserves that. But, uh, at the end of the day, I think he'll definitely split time between San Antonio and, and Argentina a lot. Uh, nevertheless, it was a very touching uh, conference. Um, it was sad to see him walk away. If you saw the conference online, the cameras were trained on him as he exited, and he was walking off these first practice court for the last, last time. And that was it. And that's how Manu sailed off into the sunset. of Officially, officially, officially now, um, Joe. <laughs> it feels like we got so many official locks on his career. I think this one was the... Official one. As he said, this was the nail in the coffin. So, uh, uh, you know, there was so much to take away from Ana Ginobili. Joe and I, we just touched on some of the highlights. There's other highlights. If you want to hear about what he had to say about Tony Parker, go check that out on Spur Zone, Fox29SanAntonio.com. Fox you want to hear what he had to say about his conversation with Pop. There's just so much. Go check it out over at the Spurs Zone. Uh, Joe now is going to talk to you everything you want to know about Two Shots Podcast, where I'm pretty sure he also covered Manu Ginobili's uh, Farewell Conference.
1: Yeah, I also covered it as well. So you can go and check us out at Two Shots Podcast, all spelled out T-W-O-S-H-O-T-S, podcast, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and also on the World Wide Web at twoshotssa.com.
0: Does your uh, website has? real legit human tears stuck to it right now because i'm pretty sure that's that's what it, where people go to your website they're going to see like your tear just flowing all over the screen
1: yeah uh, that, yeah
0: <laughs> but it's it, it was a, a good ride thank you manu Or was everybody saying gracias manu and uh hopefully uh the spurs new chapter uh will start off with a bang shortly spurs new season is coming up very fast Free seasons almost here media day so Make sure to stay with us over here at the Spurs Zone and of course the Two Shots Podcast, and we get everything and the latest and greatest on the Silver and Black. But for Joe Garcia, I am Jeff Garcia. We're gonna put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs.